Welcome to the True Sales Podcast. My name is Adam Cox, and this is a show where I get to speak all things sales with leaders, founders, owners, and directors. I'll be speaking to guests from all over Australia, getting their thoughts on subjects like sales processes, strategies, coping with setbacks, and establishing and maintaining the right mindset. Hi, Adam. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, really good. Really good. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, apologies about that. It was, we got there in the end anyway. <laughs> no problem at all. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Thank you for, for joining me on the True Sales podcast. Um, as, as you know, with, with uh, all guests, I do a brief introduction uh, in terms of um, your background and experience. But just for the sake of the audience, just give us a brief introduction to yourself and the background anyway. Yeah, sure. So I'm co-founder of a company called The Customer Agency. Uh, we're a consulting agency that help empower companies to really focus in on their customers. Um, we're about to celebrate our first birthday at the end of the month and my background is largely around enterprise sales. I studied IT, was a web designer, then took on a junior role at Oracle a million years ago and have been doing enterprise sales ever since in uh, for various big companies. Yeah, perfect. So, so to take me back then to, to um, when it all started for you then. So you started, you say you started as a web developer, but it's yeah. a, a bit of a strange jump to go from, from that into, um, into sales. So what, what was the story behind that? Kind of. So in the mid-90s, um, for those listeners old enough to remember when the internet came to the world, <laughs> the general public, yeah. <laughs> was a pretty game-changing time in history, obviously. So, look, I was fascinated with, uh, you know, the connection to other people and, yeah. and that really fascinated me and, I guess, opened up the whole world. So I went and studied IT because I kind of wanted to be part of that. And my first job out was working for um, the Just Group, um, which is one of Australia's biggest fashion retailers, okay. um, as a web doing their websites, um, managing and managing their online store and sales. I was the end-to-end um, online sales team. I would literally okay. shoot, shoot the product, you know, render the images, load it all up, as well as manage all the sales and feedback and everything that went along with that. So yeah. it was a really interesting job, actually, looking back at it. Um, and then, look, I was keen to travel, so I jetted off to Dublin with my working holiday visa in hand and um, landed a job at Oracle um, as one of my friends worked there as well. I was in the UK team and that was where their inside sales for all of Europe was. Yeah. Um, and really that's where I started. So I kind of, it was it was the working holiday. I thought I'd just be there for a year or so. Yeah. Um, as, you know, sometimes these things happen, you you know, life happens and it's not ever how it think, how you think it will be. But um, we, so I would really, you know, I learned all about cold calling and we used just, the spin selling technique back in, okay. this is 2001, um, yep. you know, lots of just calling campaign follow-ups, literally just hitting the phones yep. all day, every day, wow. developing, nurturing leads, qualifying customer opportunities. And then once they got to a certain stage in the sales process, um, we would hand those over to the ground sales team yep. over in the UK to, to go and, you know, run with it and close it. So being a massive global company like Oracle, there was you know, awesome investment for personal and professional kind of development and coaching for, for all of the teams. And it was definitely 
an amazing training ground for kind of sales 101 for me. Yeah. It's a good, uh, good ground, just good grounding um, and good starting point, isn't it, for a career uh, to start in a, such a big company like that with the, uh, the training behind you. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So I did that for a couple of years and then I moved over to London. I joined an Oracle partner that I'd worked really closely with okay. when I was in an Oracle and I really, and that was when I had kind of the, I guess, the opportunity to be a, an account rep on the ground in person okay. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, um, and so I worked for a focus kind of consulting firm selling software and services of which Oracle was part of, yeah. the, the software um, and, you know, there I really worked with some of the UK's biggest brands and, you know, had an incredible time. I was there for about five years. There's a great culture and we were, you know, a pretty small focused sales team. It was about 20 consultants, about five sales. But we had some, some awesome customers and, you know, we did some really innovative work and, you know, built some really solid relationships and it was a good foundation for that enterprise sales from, from my perspective. And then... Um, yeah, I moved back to Australia about 2008 um, and was keen to really see what was available in that channel leadership, having worked for really a channel partner. So I was looking around for a big global um, kind of company, but I really liked the idea of working with these kind of tech consulting firms to help them be successful and grow in their business. And I guess that's where my entrepreneurial spirit kind of started. I think that was always there. So I started it at Hewlett-Packard in, um, in their software business as yeah. a channel manager. So I signed and managed some really incredible companies, you know, working closely with them to ensure their success um, with HP as a partner but also, you know, as a business for them. So I spent a lot of time working with leaders and sales teams, you know, within the organisation to ensure that they were set up for success um, and that we were all that we were doing what we could to you know help and empower them to be as profitable, um, aligned to their business goals, as well as you know obviously selling out a bit of our software on the side. So okay, yeah, it was really it's great opportunity. I worked with some fantastic companies. You know, we yeah. did some pretty great no, deals. That's perfect. So yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so go, so going back in terms of the um, your experience in London, what 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 do you find is the difference there between obviously the, the the work life here and the culture within the businesses here in comparison to London? Did you find there was much of a difference there? Um, you know, I worked in the city. I think mm. there was, yeah, I think there was a there was a bit of a difference, but I I feel um, that it was. You know, I had a really good opportunity to cut my teeth, had lots of, you know, lots of energy and I'd had this kind of good grounding in sales um, to, to just go down and knock down doors in, in London, which, you know, which I, which I embraced and I loved mm. um, to build some, you know, some really solid relationships with some customers there. Yeah. Um, in terms of the big difference, I don't know that there's a huge difference between I mean you'd be a great one to ask as well probably you've done the opposite right yeah that's um, right yeah yeah culturally, you know, things obviously culturally there's you know there's differences in terms of things moving faster or slower but that's it yeah yeah that, that's, uh, that's, that's it depends right. on the company and the people you're working with um as opposed to you know the country itself if, yeah. if that 
makes sense. Yeah, no, of course. And I, th- I think exactly that. I think that's the, that's the main difference for me, sort of culturally, in terms of how, how fast things move. And, and from, from a London perspective, um, it's, it's just known to be very competitive um, as, a, yeah. as a whole. And I think that, that's on every sort of industry as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, but the, in terms of the... Um, I noticed it here, um, just moving here last year, that the, the difference in terms of how fast things move here in comparison to the UK is, is kind of worlds apart. Um, and it's took me quite some time to get used to that. Um, so, and, uh, But I'm, I think I'm getting there now. I've, I've got to just be a little bit more patient, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want it and you want it now. You're yeah. used to that. I love that pace, though. I love that that having that momentum and being able to move quickly. That's yeah. how I guess I I roll as well, and I like yeah things to just to get on with it for yeah. sure. Excellent. So, so talk me through the uh, customer agency then. So, what was the, the the idea behind it initially, and how it all started? Yeah. So, look more just after I did this stint in. Um, in the channel business, I look. I had an opportunity to be promoted in my previous role at, at, at Hewlett Packard mm. um, to lead strategy and planning for the region, and it was a it was a massive step up. And to be honest, I think my boss saw potential in me that I don't know if I saw in myself yet. Yeah. And it, and and it was that actually that was literally the role that really shaped and changed the course of my career from that point to kind of get to where I am today. I think because I really had the opportunity to um, just to kind of jump in with two feet, a little bit terrified and a lot exhilarated, but um, to have a seat at the leadership table and just to really learn about leadership, management, strategy, to be honest, myself and how I fit into all of that. And my mandate there was to really work alongside the regional VP of sales there and run programs of change and innovation to ensure that the entire sales team was set up to succeed. And, you know, we rolled out some really awesome strategic initiative, kind of hub type of work and thought leadership, sales training, executive kind of leadership programs and, you know, those types of big scale projects programs of change that are really going to make a difference yeah so I really feel that that was really what set me up to where I am today which is the customer agency to to answer your questions so I'm a co-founder and and also a consultant at the customer agency and my business partner and I has got some similar kind of background to mine in terms of working for large tech globals yes um we kind of have taken the best of what we've learned and all that previous experience and really, fo- and it's all about really focusing in on the customer. Yeah. Um, so we help companies to define their customer strategy um, while, you know, always being customer centric yeah. um, to really better listen, understand, embed that customer-focused action um, throughout their organisations. I think many leaders have got really best intentions when they say we are customer-centric, but then when it comes to actually delivering that and driving that, you know, in the day-to-day, you know, people just get busy. Um, So we've kind of built out a model and an approach of how we work with companies to help them kind of discover the best, uh, you know, what they need to do to understand um, who their customers are, you know, through 
the data and um, customer insights and learning about their customers, customers, et cetera, getting their feedback to mapping out not just the customer journey but then overlaying all of those, you know, the key themes from those insights into an improvement map. Yeah. And the, the, the golden nugget of all of this and the, the bit that, you know, a lot of people can kind of do a lot of that in the, you know, that customer discovery and they know where they need to improve is really the embedding and leading, you know, making it stick. So kind of this is the game changer part for companies and driving this change really needs leadership kind of living and breathing this. So sometimes that's, you know, changing the language and actions and the approach to be, you know, more customer no, of course. And, it, and it, it, how? What, what sort of time frame is that over? Is it, is it, it quite short period, or do you see? Do you find yourself working with them on, a, on an ongoing basis? Yeah, it really, um, it really depends. To be perfectly honest, it depends because everyone's. Uh, we take a similar model with most people because you know everyone's got customers and. But everyone's also at different levels of maturity around their customer experience and around you know, how deeply, the, how deep the engagement and relationships are with their customers. Yeah. So you know, we've got you know, we've talked to companies that are at a critical state where they've just got to do something quickly because they're losing market share. Yeah. Or other companies that are just need a bit of fine tuning around, for example, the sales methodology or. Um, the approach that their support team have with the customer organisation or with their customers, for example. Yeah. Okay. No, it's an yeah. interesting. So, because so I've noticed recently, obviously I've been in, in recruitment and, and speaking with clients on a sort of day-to-day basis. I noticed that customer engagement and experience is an important factor now in, in sort of low, most organisations. But from your point of view, when do you think it actually changed? Because it seems to be, it's a big thing now, um, and, I, and I'm guessing it's always been there, um, but it seems to be something that businesses are now acting on um, more so than, than they did before. Um, so when do you think that all changed from your point of view? Yeah, look, from it's a good point, right? Because it's, it's this whole, when I had an opportunity to think about, well, what do I really want to do? What, what do I want to set my business up for? What's important to me? Yeah. It all came down to customers and, and ultimately we all know that without customers, you know, we don't have a business. So it's not, it's customers have always been there. And, you know, from my experience, I totally agree with what you say that it is becoming, you know, more to the forefront. But I want to also add that, you know, I think there's been a lot of real unsung heroes in organisations mm. that have been, you know, that are only just getting their, you know, attention now around um, CX projects and the budget that they deserve to really focus on putting customer engagement experience at the forefront of change. Yeah. So, you know, in the way that um, I guess that we explain this is that, you know, we as consumers, as we all know, have become time poor and, you know, we all interact in these micro moments yeah. of happiness or frustration as, you know, as we engage and buy from companies. Yeah. And I guess we take that into the experience in the B2B world. And, you know, I guess to put it bluntly, we simply, uh, all of us expect a better experience every day and there's yeah. more competition. And we all talk about, uh, you know, we will talk about when we've had a phenomenal experience. Yeah. We will also talk about to whoever will listen when we've had a terrible experience because it's yeah. really got to us and it's annoyed us, right? So, um, and so, you know, people remember the kind of the most extreme or the most recent experience that they've had around a particular experience. And, 
you know, when our brain, like we've kind of gone to a bit of the psychology side, which, you know, I quite, find quite fascinating. Yeah. But when our brain remembers one of these experiences, it will just remember that most extreme or that last one. So therefore, we've got to make sure that these experiences that we are creating for our customers are stand out, but, you know, in, in a positive way. Yeah, of course. It's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you do automatically just remember the bad times, don't you? You don't necessarily look at all the positives in some cases. Um, if something stands out in one particular company, um, if you had that bad experience, it's really difficult to shake off, isn't it? It absolutely is because it's got to you. It's got to you emotionally, right? It's yeah. it's got it's cut deep, and it does. And we've all had those. You know, we run these. Um, workshops for for companies and you you know you ask people at start give you know as you're kind of framing all of this give me raise your hand if you've got a positive or negative experience and there are by far more negative ones that you know hands that jump up into the air and people still want to vent because that still really (laughs) cuts them to the you know the bone around something that's happened so because of that emotion that was you know sparked out of that so yeah it's pretty yeah it's really interesting it is interesting yeah so from your point of view as a business then how do you help the organizations in better drive improved customer engagement in that regard yeah i mean that's awesome question of course and we're often asked by when we go and have that first meeting generally with customers you know where do we start and our answer is always the same. It's like you just have to start. Just make a start mm. and you have to commit to it and you have to drive it. Um, we we recently launched a white paper um, named 10 Steps to Customer Centricity. And actually I'll give you a link so you can share with your yeah, podcast listeners if they want. Um, and one of the key components was where we suggest people who are confused of really where to start um, is to do a customer experience audit and then see how you can kind of weave this into your operational touch points. Yeah. Um, I mean, a good place to another good place to start is with a customer centric account plan, um, and not you know a, a boring twenty slide version of an account plan that is often done at the start of the year and filed away for another year, but, you know, a dynamic living, breathing document that's, you know, used as almost on a weekly basis or things like, you know, win-loss reviews. Look, one of the main points I guess I want to stress though is embedding any change um, is is obviously critical for its success, but executive sponsorship is so important but it's not just enough to have endorsement of the leadership team but leaders need to be actively involved with these customer projects they don't need to be part of every step but we really need and a big part of our goal is to change the way leaders and managers not only talk about um, customer engagement but how they really act it and, and action upon it within the organization it starts within the inside yeah um, look, we do a lot of kind of coaching and programs of work um, all of which come out of this kind of customer experience assessment mm-hmm. and our goal is really just to put the customer back into the heart of customer experience projects yeah um, you know and it's regardless of you know when we're talking to CEOs or CFOs or sales leaders or individual employees because to be honest every person within an organization has a critical role to play with a customer regardless of if they've got a direct touch point to the customer or not yeah 
Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So, so how how do you make sure that they maintain that? Because I can imagine once once you're in there and they could see um, the the change has been a positive. Um, it's it's the same. With, I've had sort of sales trainers and coaches on, on the podcast, and they, sure. they've said that. Um, there's some companies that will, will get them in for a couple of weeks or four weeks, uh, do the training, and then it all goes back to normal. And they, it, it's kind of starting, starting all over again. But I'd imagine it's a similar scenario. And it's the same with most things that you need to make make a conscious effort to, to keep it up and maintained. But how do you make sure these companies are doing that once, once you've sort of moved on? Yeah, it's absolutely that embedding component, embedding it into the day-to-day behaviours and operationally um, within an organisation. I mean, we've all been into the, you know, into strategy workshops or whatever and all walked out feeling pumped and excited that, you know, we've got some great, amazing initiative that we're going to go and do and and it's going to make such a difference. But then, you know, weeks pass and the people, you know, people just get back to their jobs and that change hasn't really been embedded and, and people get busy and they just go back to what they know. Yeah. So the embed component into business process is, is really important. Yeah. Um, and to do that, you really need to have internal kind of champions and stakeholders within the organisation that are going to make that change as well as, as I mentioned before, the leadership, yeah. really kind of living it and making sure that both they are accountable themselves but that they make sure that their teams are accountable and that they're changing. It's not just about changing process, but it's a change of mindset and language that everyone talks about. Yeah. Um, and to, to really get it at the centre. Yeah. And do you, do you find that, uh, do you have to really um, work on those, so the leaders and yeah. uh, the champions, or is it, is, did you find that some companies really do take it on board right from the start? Well, look, I think people have best intentions to want to do this, right? And they definitely want to do it. But, you know, for example, we, you know, we do an engagement, but then I just have a monthly check-in yeah. with the leadership team or the, and the key stakeholders that we were talking with. Yeah. Just to say, how are we going? How are we progressing? Are we doing this? Have we done what we agreed? Is, you know, how are the team? Are you seeing change? Is it driving customer growth? Because at the moment, at the, the point of this is to drive customer growth, yeah. satisfaction, and that customers, you know, are advocating, you know, your company's um, business to others as well as being, you know, extremely happy with what, you know, what it is that you do and everyone's feeling good about it. So I think, yeah, I think that it's it's important just to have that little check-in and, you know, there are things that we do which are ongoing with clients where we will be part, still continue to be part of the part of the the customer process with them just around speaking to their customers interviewing their customers you know win loss reviews that type of thing yes um after a customer engagement just to give them an unbiased feedback Mm. so that we can continuously be refining this because it's not a one hit wonder these things as we know that it's it's big and it's a big program of change and you need to make sure that it's um, validated and also that you've got some governance as well behind it is you know does it make a difference really at the end of the day for your customer yeah. um, and you need to be able to answer those questions mm. um, you know if you did nothing what would you what impact does it have on the customer and what impact does it have on you as a company yeah. you know and as well as putting some financials around that so yeah it's pretty it's important these these things aren't just done for the sake of it because it all sounds good. There's yeah. a bit of CX in there. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, we better do that. Everyone else is doing it. You know, like you said, everyone's talking about it, yeah. but it's actually about 
making it real and, and making it stick. Yeah, of course. Like I say, I could, I could imagine it's, it's one of those things that you know will have a really positive impact on the business, but there's that I can imagine it being that much that needs to change, especially if you've got an organisation that's been running for a number of years doing it a certain way um, and then yeah. coming in to get them to sort of change their mindset. It's it's not it, it's easier if it was, say, just a, one person within the business, but then to get everyone else on board, I'd, I'd imagine that's quite a difficult task. Yeah, I guess agreed. But, you know, a real catalyst is when it's competitive, like it's a competitive world and market that we are in now. We are in a more competitive space. And I'd say most businesses that we have ever been before. So it's so important for companies to just start and leaders and and everyone, you know, all the way throughout the company to just start thinking differently yeah. um, if, they, if they don't already have that real customer-centric mindset because if they're not, then sure, you know, surely their competitors are mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's winning over market share. So Yeah, no, of course. So just out of interest uh, from my point of view, how, how do you um, generate these, uh, these clients of yours? Are they, are they approaching you or are you reaching out to them uh, with the idea? Yeah, so, so far, um, a lot of our customers have been word of mouth. Okay. So, getting out, which is great. So, just talking to people, you know, myself and um, my partner, you know, we're fairly connected in, in this market and just going and talking to people generally and keeping it really open of, you know, tell me about your customer engagement. Is it where it needs to be? Mm. And, you know, Rarely does anyone, so far no one has ever said, yeah, it's perfect, <laughs> we're in yeah. great shape, yeah. you know, because there's always ways that we can improve. So yeah. um, so it's word of mouth, you know, speaking at events. Yeah. Um, I've done a bit of that recently and, and definitely people come up to me afterwards and say, that's exactly what we need to do. Can you come and talk to me on my leaders or, yeah. or start a, a conversation? Yeah. Um, we're doing we're doing leveraging some LinkedIn and some of the social platforms a bit, probably not as much as we've got a whole plan to roll out, but it's it's really about at this stage, um, you know, doing this work, getting into customers, yeah. building some really great customer stories, um, and and going from there. Yeah, and do you find there's a niche in terms of the the, the type of industries uh, or size of companies that work for you more so than the others? Not, not really. Um, to be perfectly frank, we've got, you know, we've, I've got, we've got customers that are B two B, most of them, but we've also worked in some B to direct C, so directly to the to the consumer. Yeah. And so far, we've done work in retail, travel, you know, tech's the obvious one, digital space, education, some consulting firms. Wow. Yeah, everyone's got customers, so yeah. it's. It's and you know we're all just trying to connect to them better. Yeah. So it's just about starting there, um, and I think there's no specific industry. I mean, we've worked ourselves, you know, working directly with lots of customers in all sorts of companies. We work with some global companies, some local companies. Um, it's really, you know, from five million, um, so five million dollar turnover companies, yeah. you know, to through to five billion dollar turnover companies quite honestly so you know what I mean but it's it's just about breaking it down um and figuring out where you need to start yeah no perfect so just going back on something you said there in terms of the uh, the talks that you've been doing is that something that you've recently started doing or is it something that's come naturally to you sort of 
previous um, yes, years? So I've done, I've done some kind of presentations and, and that type of thing, yeah. um, as, as has my partner in the past in, in previous roles in our yeah. tech yeah. life many times, you know, and, and kind of all over the world. So that's something that's, yeah, I guess it comes fairly naturally. It's yeah. not that I can just get up and talk off the cuff, but I, <laughs> I practice like crazy. But, um, and the, the ones more recently have been, you know, on behalf of, of clients who want to, you know, have a, um, you know, be able to give their customers something a bit more of a, a CX and customer-focused yeah. perspective. So, you know, and this this stuff, I think, anyway, is pretty interesting. So people generally are keen to hear more. Yeah, of course. I, I, I completely agree with you. The, the thought of me doing standing up in front of, I don't know, 100-plus people, it just I, I get sweats just thinking about it. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, and I know it, it, you've got to sort of take yourself out of your comfort zone sometimes, and I think it's, it's always worse in your head than what it actually is, but just yeah. the initial thought of it. Uh, but saying that, I said I, I think I said on another podcast that if, if you would have said to me a year ago I would have been doing podcasts, I would have just laughed you out of the room as well. So uh, yeah. you never know. There's always some maybe around the corner sometime. Totally. I mean, look, you know what, it's all about perspective and you're literally just sharing some insights and, you know, some interesting stories with people. And if you can look at it from that perspective, yeah. as long as they're not laying, you know, falling asleep on you in the yeah. audience, really. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, you, can, you just get in and, you know, you tell your story and, and generally, you know, make it, make sure you've tested it on a few people and it sounds interesting and go from there. No, perfect. So, so I wanted to, to, to cover with you uh, your thoughts on leadership as well, because obviously for someone from yourself that's gone from uh, going out from your, your sort of hardcore sort of sales and then moving into leadership and then obviously now sort of running your own sort of organisation, what, what's your thoughts on um, what makes a good leader from, from your experience now uh, in your career? Oh, look, I've worked with some phenomenal leaders I've got to say I feel really grateful to have had the opportunity to learn from these people so you know things I guess traits and what I think makes them a good leader um yeah obviously being accountable having an open mind um having the utmost integrity I think is really important that kind of integrity and honesty is a really important trait Constantly learning, you know, what's coming, what's looking into the future um, and seeing each member respectfully um, as an individual, not just a team member is a really important part. That's kind of as a leader and as a manager, I think for sure, recognising strengths, you know, in people and, you know, how to use them, how to use those strengths to address kind of challenges. And just providing, being honest and providing open feedback really regularly. Being open is, a, I mean, I said that at the start, open-minded, but being open to just pick up the phone. You want your people to be able to talk to you um, and, you know, give you ideas and it's not, you know, it's a, it's a team effort. And obviously they want to, you know, drive success and growth of their own team. Yeah. So, No, I completely yeah. agree with you. And also for, I think for what key point there that you mentioned there is that he's, he's respecting the team as individuals not just as a team because i think yeah. I've, I've found in, in businesses that i've worked at in the past that you're seen as a team and it's not everyone's got the different personalities and different things that make them tick and, and, and i think that's if, if you can sort of hone in on those and understand the individuals i think that makes it that's a really important point that you make yeah 
Absolutely. So Absolutely. How did you find the, the transition then between going from sales, then going into leadership? Was it a natural move for you or was it kind of a steady sort of progression plan for you at that back then? Yeah. Look, I've got to say it's a really different mindset. Um, Particularly, you know, if you've been you know, a pretty high-achieving individual contributor, yeah. it's not just about you anymore. It's about it's it's about the whole team, yeah. as we as you just mentioned. And honestly, um, you know, I believe that a leader's success is their team is the success of the team that they're leading. Um, and there will definitely be, you know, potentially some weakest links within the team and. You actually need to trust yourself to really focus on helping understand where these people need help and how and why they are there and just kind of maybe they never even had a leader previously that believed in them. So you need to kind of get to know your team um, outside of the kind of management cadence that, you know, and those conversations and those weekly check-ins or the stand-ups or whatever, but really just get to know them what, what are their aspirations? What do they want? Um, you need to just get to know them outside of, you know, just the, those calls. Yeah. And then figure out how you can, you know, not only help them but promote them. Yeah. Figure out what it is that they want. And also sharing the achievements of your team throughout the organisation is really important, I think. And if you can, if you can do this, you know, in a, the most customer-centred way, right, which is what we promote, yeah. Yeah. you... Um, you people will remember and really listen and absorb and remember that story that you're telling and that your team were part of that. Yeah. But they'll also more importantly remember the, you know, the customers. At the end of the day, it's about our customers. Yeah, of course. And so yeah. for, for your, because you sound like you, you, you're kind of a, a natural leader and it comes naturally to you. But when did you know that that was the route that you wanted to take? Oh, gosh. Um, I guess I've had kind of these leadership roles on and off for some time under different guises. But for me, it wasn't really about wanting to lead per se. It was just about, um, without sounding corny, it was just about wanting to make a difference and live with purpose in what I do. Um, And if being able to help companies or individuals find their own success um, or help my team grow and develop personally and, you know, feel happy and engaged to want to come to work. Yeah. Or if it was, you know, rolling out a big change program that was really going to make a difference for the business and the people within the business and the customers. Yeah. That's really what's driven me, I guess, to, it's just what driven me in general, mm-hmm. kind of over a title. Yeah. The transition, the second part of your question, I guess, around the transition to having my own company. Yeah. Um, has been quite enlightening. It's stepping out of the bubble of a massive corporate um, and then realising that your destiny for your own future is in your own hands is uh, slightly terrifying at first, but then it's also completely invigorating, you know, to feel um, so confident that what we are taking you know we feel confident about what we're taking to our clients as I've I've already talked about a bit you know is really making a tangible difference to their businesses and to their futures and it's it's really important that you drill down to that human to human element you know you're helping people in their own journey find their own purpose yeah so it's that's kind of what is, is exciting and you know, mindset is is everything, and I've you know I feel really grateful that I you know have this opportunity that 
you know, to be doing this yeah. for, for companies. Yeah, that's right. So what, what, what sort of challenges did you find um, when, you, when you were coming from the big corporate world to, to, to going out on your own like that? What, what was, in, in, from your point of view, the challenges that you faced then? What the difficulties? Um, that, well, I'd worked for a big corporate, then I'd worked for a small company. I mean, so I kind of, yeah, you, you, you're in charge of everything. you know not everything but you're in charge of almost everything you've got to really be a self-starter you've got to just be real I mean I'm a I love a good plan and (laughs) you've got to be a real planner and act on and act on your plan every day be um be able to I think be able to articulate what it is that you do that's a bit of an evolution and I'm sure most you know, people that you speak to that are doing startups will say the same thing. It's it's totally an evolution, and you never you don't kind of know immediately. This is exactly what we're going to build my business around because mm. it evolves and shapes yeah. while you're going and talking to people and learning and kind of bouncing ideas off people, talking to customers. You know, yeah. what is it that you want? What's important to you? What's important? What's going to really make a difference? Um, you need to you know be really because it is kind of your baby, you've got to be really open to feedback and make sure that you kind of are unbiasedly, you know, um, adapting to feedback and and valid, continuously validating what it is that, that you're doing just to check that you're on, you know, on, on um, reaching, you know, the market and and something that customers really want. Cause I think it's easy when it's your own thing to get really excited. Yes by the process yeah. or by the model or whatever it is, but actually you've got to make sure, is this really making a difference to customers' lives? Is this really going to drive change and make them yeah. um, see suppose, real value? Yeah, I suppose because you've got a partner as well, it's, uh, it's, it's yes. easier for you to bounce those ideas off each other. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Because I find myself, because I, I, Verum Associates is, is my business and, and it's me working on my own. And um, I find that my, my challenges are, even though I think I'm doing the right thing, because I'm not bouncing the idea off other people, you kind of, am I, am I going in, a, in, a, in the right, right direction? Am I going in the wrong direction? And it's kind of, I've kind of had to learn. And, and, and again, it's, it's like you said, speaking to the customers and speaking yeah. to people on a day-to-day basis and working out, what people want and then trying to act upon that rather than, but yeah. I find it difficult not having that partner where I'm able to sort of bounce ideas off. Yeah, definitely. Look, one thing I think that someone gave me really early on was, you know, get out to meetups. There's meetups, you know, I live in Melbourne and if you're in any kind of major city, yeah. there are meetups going on almost every night of the week. If you, if you fancy it, you know, that you, so just going out and talking to people and the more you kind of, Almost, you know, you're pitching. People say the natural thing is, well, what do you do? Yeah. And pitching and talking to people about what it is that you're doing and really just listening to, you know, asking the, asking questions and listening to them about what they think and what they're doing. And mm. it's just a way to really test, you know, to really test all of this and to really focus in and hone down on, again, what's going to make a real difference for, for customers. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I, 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 you're right. I, I probably should actually get out and do some, some meetups. It's, it's get out something, more, Adam. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's it's one of those things that I've always looked into and, and never actually followed through. So it's uh, it's I'll have to uh, 
I will finish today and I'll look, I'll look into that and try and get, get myself. You should started. do it. I mean, it's quite daunting. I remember just rocking up to the first thing and there's, you know, there's 50 people in a room and they're all chatty and it looks like they all know each other. But yeah. then you discover that they're actually, a lot of them are all the same as you and they're all doing their own thing and they've all got their own yeah. kind of purpose and, 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 you know, business idea that they're striving towards. And it's about coming together as a collective yeah. to really just give each other support. Like that community, that startup community is amazing. Yeah. It, and there are all these meetup groups and it's it's an incredible place to be. Yeah. No, that's it. No, no, definitely I'll, I'll take that on board. So in terms of, so we're coming up, we're coming up to obviously the end of financial year, but what, what's your plan yes. for the uh, the coming year uh, for, for your business? Have you got any exciting plans in the, in the pipeline? Yeah. Look, honestly, to just be able to keep doing, doing what we're doing. It's, as I said, it's only a year in, but you know, quite quickly, um, we've found some really fantastic momentum, which yeah. is good. You know, we've already got some great customers and customer stories. Um, and we've we had got some challenging and interesting engagements lined up and, you know, lots of meetings with customers, you know, literally who are all over the world where I think we can, you know, really um, help out in this customer leadership space. Yeah. We just want to continue listening and learning from more companies, um, you know, helping them with this. Um, we'd love to, to grow and bring on more uh, consultants, yeah. which, which is kind of next stage, as well as, you know, doing some online learning, some digital tools and just scaling up um, organically. So hopefully in the next year, you know, we'll, we'll have some of those um, those on board more so yeah well it's an exciting time to need it seems, yeah, seems the opportunity's endless there because you've got like you've got different ideas for the for the business there. totally yeah yeah and everyone's got customers so yeah. it's yeah, it's an interesting place to be. I love it. Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, I'm going to come on to the final question now. So this is a question sure. I ask most uh, most guests. So if you were to take yourself back to when it all first started for you, what would what advice would you give yourself now? Um, be brave. Yeah. <laughs> Say yeah. yes. Yeah. I think if it feels right but it scares the crap out of you, just go for it. You've got nothing to lose, honestly. Um, keep really focused, keep perspective, um, keep the passion for what you believe in. I think that's a really something that, you know, I've always had this customer focus, passion all the, ever since day one of, you know, working life. I think that's really important one. And one that I heard the other day, which I love is listen with the same intent as you want to be heard. Okay. Um, I like it. So, yeah, just listen. And it's amazing once you start particularly talking to your customers, you know, how much um, if you can really listen and, and comprehend what they're saying as they're saying it, you can you can learn from them. And it, it just breeds, you know, much deeper engagement. Yeah. No, that's perfect. That's a great, great answer. How's that? <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> so... Um, so in terms of if, if the uh, audience wanted to reach out to you, and so, sure. what's the best uh, sort of platform and, and contacts to, for them to reach out? Of course. So um, Sarah Kerr, K-E-R-R, Sarah with an H on LinkedIn yeah. um, at the customer agency. There's quite a few Sarah Kerrs out there, but um, hopefully you can find us. We've got a nice little red, uh, pink, hot pink infinity heart logo. Yeah. Um, or just Sarah at thecustomeragency.co. Perfect. Okay. Well, I'll make sure that uh, all those the links are, are on the uh, the posts that right. I share, um, so everyone knows where to get you. 
Um, but it's been it's been fantastic speaking to you, Sarah. I really do appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, you too. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's been really fun. Yeah, no, it's been brilliant. And uh, all the best with the business. It sounds like it's going Thanks. to strength to strength. Uh, it's Thanks. exciting times. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No worries. And I look forward to uh, having you on again in the future. When yeah, let's chat in a story. year. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Perfect, Sarah. Thank you. You have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye.